0: Hey there, everybody. Uh, welcome to Cinema Cyborgs, the movie podcast for BeforeTheCyborgs.com. My name is Nate, and I'll be your host today. Uh, today, joining me on the show is Michael, fellow contributor to the site, and we discuss the uh, ongoing impact of the coronavirus on the movie industry as a whole, and whether or not that effect will have larger reaching impacts even beyond the length of this pandemic. After that, we pick a couple of movies that we would recommend you watch during this time that are all available via streaming services or other means through the internet that you can watch. These are positive, feel-good movies that we think are very necessary in this dire time of need. Uh, so with that being said, I'm just going to throw you right into the podcast here where we talk about uh, streaming services and their own impact on the current state of affairs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you bring up an interesting point, is that the streaming services do exist, and you're seeing that obviously Netflix has been a big player for a couple years now on the scene. You saw it last year, uh, with it releasing big movies like The Irishman and Marriage Story, and that getting critical acclaim and even Oscar, Oscar nominations. But now, given this crisis, they're perhaps the only player... Well, not the only player because obviously there's Disney Plus and whatnot. But now they're an even bigger player because obviously you can't go to theater anymore. They watch movies. Yeah,
1: because now they're not competing with the theaters because Mm -hmm. if the theaters can't compete, they're they're not running.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now you saw that Disney Plus is in a bit of a predicament because, like you said, they have a big movie in Mulan, which uh, they obviously spent a lot of money on to make. And now they're in a spot where do they release this as a as a See, Disney Plus I, original? I think
1: that that would be like the last resort. They they still want to have this in theaters.
0: Mm.
1: But if it's if the situation uh, gets to the point where it's not looking likely that theaters are going to reopen, then they'll have to make that call. But I don't think they're going to make that call just yet.
0: Mm. Right, know? because I think with a lot of these uh, movies, they expect even if they're not good, right? Like, and we can debate the. Artistic integrity of these live-action remakes as we've done before, but even if they're not good, they make a lot of money, right? These these yeah. movies, like well, especially World. the
1: Disney, the Disney blockbusters, right? I, yeah.
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think they, they want to get that, uh, they want to get that value. Now you can say that putting this on Disney Plus will drive subscribers, but the issue is, as with anything that you put online, is when you put it online, it opens it up to piracy. And all that. Yeah, and, and there are
1: risks associated, yeah.
0: Right? So, like, as soon as you release it, it's going to be available to everybody within a couple clicks, you know? Yeah, so yeah. So, that's something. Now, we can talk about this idea of whether or not they think this is a good idea or not. Because you've seen them release uh, original movies, even remakes. They released Lady and the Tramp through Disney+. Plus, But Correct. that never got any buzz whatsoever.
1: Right. But also, that was designed and marketed to be released online, right? right? I mean, Mulan was clearly a theatrical movie.
0: Right. But I guess my question is similar to the response or the muted response that we got to Lady and the Tramp, do you fear that the response, if it were to get released on Disney Plus for Mulan, would get hurt by the fact that it gets released online?
1: Well, I think the only thing Mulan has going for it over Lady and the Tramp is that it's it's more recent, obviously, mm-hmm. and I think it's... I I would say it's better known to... to, I mean, uh, Living the Tramp in 1955, it's like the old classic Disney. Uh, I, I think Mulan has just a general better name recognition, and there's more nostalgia for it, mm-hmm. like man, many of these Renaissance remakes. So right. I, I think that could help it, but I mean... who's to say if it would hurt it uh, if it's as as you said because it can be pirated so easily Mm. uh, I'm not sure if Disney wants to go that route right away
0: Mm. and and the thing is when they release things online like they do on Netflix they don't have to release any concrete numbers whereas with the box office obviously you have box office tallies and then within the end of the weekend you get a general analysis of how well this movie did at least financially in terms of viewership Right. right Whereas with these streaming services, right? Like you put it up and then like they'll release numbers. But how do you calculate that number? Is it like if I click this for 10 seconds, does that count as a view? Right. Or do I have to watch the whole thing or you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So how they measure that and then how they calculate their benefit from their end as a company and how we assess it as consumers or critics is completely different, right? But I think that the landscape of how we analyze these streaming releases, as they become more pertinent, even without the virus, right? Uh, like we said with Netflix, and then becoming bigger and bigger players yeah. in the in the game, uh, it becomes more interesting moving forward. But um, moving on from that, looking at these releases, obviously we already talked about Mulan a little bit here, but uh, of the delayed releases, which one? Seems the most disappointing to you in the fact that it got delayed, or uh,
1: I would I would say Bond and No Time to Die. I mean, this is Daniel Craig's last Bond film. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, you know he has been I think one of the better Bonds in uh, in the franchise's history, and mm. you know it, it obviously. Whenever we have a James Bond film, even if it's not as good as another one, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an event. A James Bond film is an event, and it's always exciting to see uh, you know, what, what new gadgets or what new innovation they're going to come up with. Certainly, the trailers looked very good for No Time to Die, and mm. it's pushed until November. Mm. Interestingly, though, most Bond films have been released in November – This one was uncharacteristically going to be released in April. So that they pushed it back to November, it's almost as if that's what we would expect, Bond in November. So I guess uh, the good thing, as compared to other films, Bond has an actual date. Mm. It is uh, supposed to be November 25th. Mulan and some of these other films do not have a date. So it's speculative.
0: Mm. Well, and then uh, speaking to another film, like, uh, Fast Nine, which is usually one of the biggest performers box office wise. Right, yeah. right. That got that pushed, was, an pushed an entire over year. An year. Yeah. Right, exactly. So that's wild just to think why they chose to make such a rash decision. I guess it's because they didn't want to get in that congestion of the major summer blockbusters, right? Yeah. Uh, and they didn't, like, because for a movie like that, you don't want to get caught in in a mix-up between one of the major superhero franchises because you're fighting for the same dollar, whereas they strategically try to put it in May, early summer, or late summer, or in August, where you get the tail end or the beginning of the season. Uh, that's where they maximize their profits. Yeah, so see, seen... and that's the
1: thing. Like, Not only are these films delayed, but they mm. now they have to figure out where to put them.
0: Right, and like right? I mentioned, there, there is that congestion that you have to worry about in that... Because they had other movies on the slate planned for future dates in November as well, right? right? But now that the fact that Bond moves down there into November and other movies that were in November might feel like, do we need to push too? Because, you know... Yeah, because a... who are
1: we competing against on that opening weekend?
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, because there's a lot of strategic maneuvering in terms of how we can get people to come to our movie, Right. Especially right. nowadays... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
1: and I'm just looking at this list here, and so one of the ones I'm interested to see uh, when they'll be released is Black Widow. Mm. As of as of today, March seventeenth, uh, uh, Black Widow has been delayed, but Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four has not.
0: Uh, Wonder, now, Wonder, Wonder Woman was a later release date yes, in the that's year, on correct?
1: June June fifth. Mm. So, I mean, it's still within that window of this could not be over this this outbreak, right? Mm. So. Will now Black Widow was scheduled for May the 1st? Mm. Does Disney want to compete with DC? You know, will they release Black Widow at the same time as Wonder Woman? You know, this decision making kind of thing.
0: Mm. See, like, that's an interesting play because for Marvel post uh, uh, or in game, it's been about a year or so since we've seen an MCU movie, whereas previously it's like every four or five months we get one, right? Yeah, so this one has been, you know, there's been a bit of a wait for this one compared to the other ones, so you would expect it to do very well. Not that they don't do well anyway, but perhaps especially well.
1: Right. And Black Widow's a popular character, so... Right,
0: that too, that too. Yeah. Uh, and so that's something I don't expect them to move to streaming services, right? Because that's a billion-dollar movie, like, easy. So there's no yeah, yeah, way... they
1: definitely want a theater release for that. Yeah,
0: so there's yeah. no way that they don't move it to the theaters. But that's an interesting one, just because you want those blockbusters in the summer, but I'm not sure if, you know, given the circumstances, you'll get that summer release. So then, are we going to get into a situation where all the prestige movies at the end of the year, and I'm thinking very far down the line here, but all the prestige movies at the end of the year are competing against all the major blockbusters, when, yeah, well,
1: so, I mean, what does this mean for... I know we just finished, yeah. but what does this mean for next Oscar season?
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? And then add to the fact that a lot of the major film festivals are in doubt now too, right? As to whether or not they can well, come Khan out... Well, Khan
1: usually happened in May, so that's right. likely, I mean, that's too much. That's, I would be surprised if that went ahead.
0: Right, and Con was where we first saw the first glimpses of what eventually became the Best Picture winner when Parasite won. Right. Uh, and the,
1: Tarantino the premiered there, right?
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. And those and though, Joker
1: premiered at Venice. And right. obviously Italy has been very, very hard hit by right. this virus. So,
0: And all three of those were major players come last February. Right. Man, that feels like so long ago.
1: That's why I said, uh, you know, uh, could it be that our top 10 list is, you know, that's it. We've seen the, the, all the films that are going to be released this year. Who yeah, knows?
0: Man. Sonic is going to be in my top 10, man.
1: Yeah, and can you also, if you look at, uh, you know, like the last year, obviously the highest grossing film of all time and of the year, yeah. obviously was Avengers, you know, yeah. $2.7 billion. This year, the highest grossing film could be $300 million.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, I mean, and that's not even... That's not a little money, but comparatively mm. to what we're used to nowadays with these right. billion-dollar films, and now this year, the highest film could only be $300 million. Gross.
0: Right. And then, as we've spoken to before regarding streaming services, like, Netflix could conceivably win an Oscar here if nobody else comes <laughs> comes to the table, right? Yeah. So See, that, that would be
1: kind of like a... I mean, a win is a win, sure, but it would be kind of a cheap win. of they win by default.
0: Right, right. And another thing we should touch on, too, is now they're pushing the uh, digital release dates quicker than before. So Birds of Play, which wasn't scheduled for home release this soon, has gotten a home release. Star Wars, which wasn't supposed to get a home release this soon, is getting, getting a home it, release, yeah. I, be- I believe, in the next couple of weeks, right? And Invisible Woman, or oh, sorry, Invisible Man. Sorry, which is right, a great right. movie by the way. is getting a home release, even though it's in the middle of its theatrical run, still. Yeah, but uh, obviously
1: it's not going to be making a profit if it's yeah right. If it's not open the theaters,
0: so they're pushing that to digital platforms. Which I don't know. Do you? And we've talked about this before in regards to the theatrical experience. Obviously, there's value in that, but do you think that this will be a sort of Obviously it's unforeseen circumstances but in terms of viewing the way we watch movies the fact that everything is moving digital
1: well but again that's a sim- we have no choice
0: right right but yeah. do you think that in going through this experience studios or consumers will see that as a more likely alter or a more favorable alternative than to the theatrical release then
1: well it will prove that you know uh there is a contingency if theaters fail, as they're failing now, right? Mm. They they are there, so it it bolsters the argument for home streaming, home video service, right?
0: Okay, I guess looking down at the sign, then, if you're looking at these movies, and then if you had to analyze where you think the next steps are in in terms of. Because obviously, like you said, they haven't announced a release date for any of these movies, nor have they announced they're pushing to a streaming service. What do you think their next move is? If the, we assume that we're going to be in it for the long haul.
1: Well, they're going to have to. I mean, I've, hmm, that's a tough call. It's It's really tough. I mean, if this is a really, really prolonged... Uh, shut down, then I would assume that they're just going to say, we're going to release it, you know, and, and whatever, you know, well it's unfortunate, but Mm. if there is a end in sight, let's say within the next few months, which hopefully I think will be the case, they'll just have, they'll just, I think we'll withhold it until they can find a suitable time to release it in theaters. Mm. I mean, the goal is, the goal is to come back to theaters Mm right so right. i wouldn't you know i wouldn't just release everything online because it, let's let's hope that things will get back to normal so it, at this point it's still a wait and see
0: mm. and then I, I for me i think the next step is obviously you're assuming that the next 2 months are already a wash so i think everything that was slated to come out in the next 2 months is either going to get released the smaller movies are going to get released on the services or on demand as soon as possible, and hopefully, we'll get our hands on some of them and then get those reviews out to you guys as well. Yeah, but on that front, we'll because, like, like we mentioned, the big movies are never going to come on streaming services first. Like, oh, yeah, uh, like,
1: like, say, like a Bond film, I've yeah, like, never. The bo-
0: like, the bottom line just doesn't make sense, but yeah. there there are other smaller movies that could conceivably see that. And I think like, it, like
1: for example, so Peter Rabbit two has been delayed. You know, right. maybe that's the type of film that could go on a on a Disney Plus or whatever.
0: But right. and, uh, I'm, I, and I'm not even talking about those movies. I'm thinking like about more of the impact of because everybody's shuttered in, right? Everybody's in this uh, what do they call it? Uh, Self isolation, uh, social distancing uh, protocol, right? Uh, this idea where because everybody is obviously scrolling through Netflix and scrolling through their streaming services, that they might find something collectively that picks up momentum in it in of itself, and then you see sort of a viral movement that pushes a movie that you might not have expected it to be as big a mm-hmm. become big. Because obviously, that no everybody has there's no sports right now, nothing's going on. Like, this is what we have, right? Yeah. Uh, so that would be interesting to see. Uh, Netflix obviously makes some interesting originals all the time so we'll see what happens on that front but in the meantime in regards to BeforeTheCybogs.com our website I would say we're going to try to get as many reviews out to you as possible as we can attain them obviously because given what we previously discussed with the release dates that's more difficult but we're going to get as many of those out to you as possible And then we're getting some re-releases of some previous lists before, such as our Pixar rankings and uh, some other things as well. I I have a podcast that I recorded with Michael from a couple months back in regards to Star Wars that I'm going to pump out in correlation to this digital release next week. Or is it all right now, Michael? Do you know?
1: Uh, No, I'm not sure. It might be. It's coming out soon, if it isn't out, anyway.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Where we talk about the trilogy as a whole, and I think that's a good listen. So that will come out as well. So we're going to try to put out as much movie-related content as possible, even though the world right now doesn't seem to have too much movie-related content for us to talk about. Right, so in the meantime, uh, what we thought we'd like to do is give four or five movies here, that will not necessarily tide you over during these troubling periods. Of uh, Something for you to watch via streaming services or otherwise if you happen to have them on physical media, which is a rarity these days.
1: Yeah, like, go to your DVD shelf or VHS shelf. Or oh, VHS, yeah. man. If yeah. you still
0: have a VH, VHS player, man, rock on.
1: I do. I have one. I have a VCR and it does work. So. Oh,
0: do you actually? I do, yeah. Do you have do you well, have do you have the classic tapes to put them in? Like,
1: yes, I have well especially the Disney tapes and or, uh
0: with with you the know, with the boxes. Oh with the classic boxes, like the fat plastic boxes. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's uh, right.
0: I used to have a ton of those too, man.
1: Yeah. But, in fact, some of those Disney films I, I only have on tape. I don't mm. have the DVD version, so Really. Yeah.
0: Because they don't always open up the vault, right? Unless that's you have right. Dis- exactly. unless you have Disney Plus. That's right. Uh, you That's kids right. don't know. You don't. You kids don't know. Back in the day, on the DVDs, they they.
1: Yeah, I also just... have a. Uh, I also have a working cassette player. So really.
0: Yeah. We we got a classic man over here.
1: <laughs> uh, uh,
0: yeah. Anyway, so here are a couple of selections that we decided to choose, just to tide you over in these times, especially given what we don't have. So we tried to aim this list at. Things that are not too super depressing, you know. Everybody. No, these
1: are all these are all uplifting, right. nice movies to right. watch. Everybody's trying.
0: Right. Everybody's trying to come out here and talk about Contagion, which is obviously pertinent, and like Children of Men, and all these movies. Yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah, we don't exactly. We don't want to show. Uh, I mean, you could You're free to watch whatever you want, but yeah. I don't think it's right to recommend uh, Twenty Eight Days Later during yeah. this time.
0: But we're, we're, we're trying to keep it positive here, you <laughs> know. We're going to turn this around. Everything's going to come back. We're going to get the movies back. We're going to get the sports back. Everything, yeah, the world will come back, yeah. Everything's going to be fine as much yeah. as it seems like not to be the case currently. So starting it off here with our first pick, Michael, what do you got here? In uh, You want to go with the comedy here first or what do you want to uh, do?
1: Yeah, sure. So obviously uh, there's nothing like a good comedy uh to, to get your spirits up, uh, mm. even when it's not a global pandemic. It's always good to have a comedy. Um, I want to – I mean, so comedy is probably the toughest to recommend because, it's you know, subjective. like so many things, it's subjective, right? And there's different types of comedy. There's slapstick and there's, you know, toilet humor. and there, I mean, there's different things that make different people laugh. Mm. Uh, but I think one of the universally loved – uh, comedy masters in this world are undoubtedly Monty Python. Uh, and I, I'm certainly a very big fan of uh, the Monty Python troupe and their series of films. Uh, sadly, uh, just about over a month ago, uh, one of the other members of the troupe passed away, Terry Jones. Mm. Uh, so the, the last time that the, a member passed away was Graham Chapman and way, way back in 1989. Uh, And so the group last performed together as a whole in 2014 with the surviving members. And now, unfortunately, Terry Jones has passed away. Uh, But uh, not to dwell on sad things, uh, as Michael Palin said, Terry Jones would have wanted us to continue laughing. And so uh, my recommendation is any of the Python uh, feature films, and those were uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Mm. Monty Python uh, and Life of Life of Brian, Life of Brian, yeah, mm. and the meaning of life. But given the situation that we're in with you know this pandemic, uh, out of those three, I'm going to recommend the Life of Brian. If only for the final song uh, at the end, always look on the bright side of life. And I can't do the whistling part, but it's always look on the bright mm. side of life. And then there's the whistle, la la. La 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 la, and uh, it's it's you know it's a great song. Always look on the bright side of life. Obviously, uh, we're in tough times, but we got to put a smile on our face. And Monty Python will put a smile on your face. So right. check out check out. Even if uh, I don't even know if uh, streaming services yeah. have Monty yeah. Python's Flying Circus, like the show that they had.
0: Life of Brian currently is on Netflix, and I believe the Holy Grail is on Netflix as well. At least in okay. Canada. Uh, right. i'm I'm looking it up as in regards to the United States, but while I do that here, I just want the Canadians to know at least that it is available via Netflix for those of nice. you who yeah, want to so, do that. Yeah,
1: check that out for sure. And And, like I said, there may be maybe Hulu or other Twitch. They may have actually episodes of the TV show.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, yeah, just a very quick PSA here. If you do want to know what is streaming and not streaming in your country, Obviously, everybody has different geographical restrictions based on uh, who owns the rights in their respective countries. You can go to the website justwatch.com, and they have a comprehensive list of what's streaming in which respective countries and on which platform, right? Because there's like 600 platforms nowadays, so it's hard to keep track of. But Life of Brian is on Netflix, and yeah, be sure to check that one out. For me, my comedy pick is... I'm not even sure if you would call this a comedy, maybe it's a fantasy comedy, I think there are comedic moments in it, it uh, is an all-time classic, it is one of, I think it's something that you can watch with your kids as well, which is important in these times, right, a a whole family thing, because everybody's at home together, right, Mm -hmm. so I recommend the Rob Reiner classic, The Princess Bride.
1: Nice. Yeah, nice.
0: just a fantastic movie. A very, I, I think it's a very easy watch, you know. And it's, I think
1: yeah, and you're right. It's it's good for everybody.
0: All right, it's good for everybody.
1: Who can't, can't enjoy that movie?
0: Right, Andre yeah. the Giant's in it. He's great. And uh, Enigo Montoya, right, is an <laughs> iconic character, Mandy, played by Mandy Fatinkin
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Who actually kind of looks like you, Michael?
1: When it was young. When he was younger, yeah, I yeah. guess so. The in, dark features.
0: yeah, in that, in, that, in that role especially, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Similar. Oh, he said,
1: Mani Patinkin, I think he's half Italian. Oh, is he? he? I believe yeah. he is. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, now that you mentioned that, I guess I can see a little bit of yeah. the resemblance.
0: Yeah, and similar to uh, Monty Python, you know, it's endlessly quotable, right? even if you haven't seen the movie, I think there's so many quotes in that movie that have just seeped their way into popular culture. You know, like, inconceivable, Wallace Shawn. Uh And I can't do his voice as well as he does. Right. But it, it's fantastic. Uh, and then just everything about that movie, I think from beginning to end, it even sort of parodies itself at the beginning where the little boy is like, I don't want another fairy tale, you know, because people tend to dismiss something that's titled The Princess Bride. Something right, like, I think
1: it's a girly, right? Feminine yeah,
0: and, or, yeah. Very, or very cheesy, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But I think that this is appealing for all ages and all demographics, right? Fun, good watch. Yeah, good and world.
1: it's, it um, will certainly take your, your mind off things. It's a lighthearted, it's a fun, it's a good, it's just a good movie
0: exactly and we yeah, definitely need point. more of those that day and if you're in canada that is screaming uh, streaming sorry on crave uh, at the moment so be sure to check that one out as well uh Absolutely. moving on from there where do you want to go michael it's your pick here
1: well i'll um uh this is a personal you know personal recommendation um uh, some of you may know I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm the, the child of Italian immigrants, and you know Italian culture and the language is very important to me. It's, it's part of my identity. And I've written uh, several pieces on Italian cinema for the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it also you know it's very personal for me also because Italy has been very has been hit very hard. By this pandemic uh, most unfortunately I mean it's unfortunate anywhere but when you have a a cultural connection to a place it hurts even more so it's been very saddening to see uh, what's happening in Italy so uh, this year has also been the year of the international film Parasite Mm. makes history the first foreign film ever to win uh, the Best Picture Oscar and Italy has the record for most uh, wins at the oscars for foreign film mm. obviously the history of italian cinema is very rich so to honor italy during this uh this tough time uh i want to recommend in general italian cinema if you haven't if you're not familiar with it uh, please you know you can read the articles i've written i made two lists of uh, italian cinema to watch uh if, if I'm just going to narrow it down to one, one of my very favorite Italian films is Il Postino, mm. The Postman. Uh, and that's just, again, a celebration of love. It's a celebration of friendship. It's a celebration of uh, literature. It's, it's, uh, it's just a nice feel-good movie, and it's a, a real gem of Italian cinema. So check out Il Postino. It's one of my favorites. And in general, check out… Italian cinema, and and support international cinema.
0: Right, and I believe you wrote a piece on Il Postino for the site as well. Yes, I have. Yeah, that's right. So you guys can either read that and see if that's something that will interest you in more depth, or you can check it out and then read it after you see the movie. Yeah, is it on? I don't
1: know if it's on available.
0: I'm looking that up right now. Uh, But while we do that, I'm going to move ahead with my next pick, unless you had more to say there, Michael. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No. No. That's uh, that's that's it. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah. given the current circumstances, right? In addition to movies not no longer being around here, uh, the other thing that has noticeably gone missing or in absence is sports, and that's all sports. You know, hockey, basketball. Uh, the I Euro Cup uh, was yeah. uh, postponed the whole year, yeah. right? Soccer, everything is yeah. delayed, and uh, that front. So I decided, in lieu of that, we should watch a sports movie, right? But I wanted to pick a movie that's not just one sport, right? You know, because you see a lot of those, right? Like I don't know if you saw that Ben Affleck movie that came out a couple of weeks before the disaster struck, but you know, uh, I wanted a two sport movie. So I'm going to go with the Canadian classic and I think you know this one too Michael. <laughs> Happy Gilmore.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> and, and Adam Sandler.
0: Right.
1: And you know. our, our our fellow writer uh, Mike uh, has a lot to say about uh uh Adam Sandler and his studio.
0: <laughs> right. Happy Madison. And he he runs a great podcast called Crappy Madison and I was hoping that whenever and if you listen to this Mike Whenever you do this episode on, on Happy Gilmore, I want to be on the episode. Because this movie, and I, I'm sure Michael can attest to, it, when I was growing up, this movie was on CBC, which is already... So this, this is the
1: one where he fights Bob Barker. Yeah, right? this is
0: the one where he fights Bob Barker. So th- <laughs> the basic premise of this movie, for those of you who don't know, is Adam Sandler plays a hockey player, but he's not a very good hockey player. He can't really skate. All he does is he's like super physical, and he can, hit, uh, he can shoot the puck really hard. But you know he's not very good at hockey, right? So one day he see some guy sees him drive golf balls super far and decides to turn him into a pro golfer, and then he takes the pro golfing storm uh, world by storm because he is this brash a a brace of character, right? Whereas in golf the traditional standards are to be like. Polite and fancy and snooty yeah, and all I
1: that. Yeah, I mean, it's a gentleman's sport. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. And in comes Sandler in his shorts and hockey jersey, and he's just screaming profanities and starting fights. And, you know, he gets a lot of uh, slack. Oh, Sorry, y- yeah, go. I, was,
1: I was also going to add, this is, you know, in like the heyday of Adam Sandler, the high right. point of his, not the high point, but he was just coming off Saturday Night Live. You mm. know, he... He was actually making decent films,
0: right? And I yeah. I realize that that's sort of a hot take these days, especially to the younger crowd, who don't who understand Sandler as this guy who did all these garbage movies in the early two thousands or early to late two thousands, like yeah. you know Jack and Jill and That's My Boy and all that stuff. But you know he does have acting chops when he wants to, you know.
1: Oh, absolutely! And, and we, we just saw it, of course, in uh, uncut gems. Uncut gems, yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: No, but and I do believe that Adam Sandler is a good comedian. It's just he's lately he's he's just chosen very poor material.
0: Right. You so, know? Um, yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I think this is if you're a Canadian, I think every Canadian seen this movie because it, it, it used to be on CBC, the national broadcast network here in Canada, <laughs> like every Saturday morning. I, I'm not even kidding. Every Saturday, it would be on, and then you can turn it on pretty much at any time, and it's watchable. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this movie. And it, like I said, in the absence of sports, it's a two-sport movie. You know, you get some Yeah, and,
1: and it's also, it's like, and it, and it also, that also fits into the comedy, because it, it's so absurd. Yeah. It's, it's an just, absurd movie. I mean, and, and again, fighting Bob Barker, that, I you know how many times I've seen that? It's yeah. That doesn't get old to me.
0: I mean, Canadian classic, fan, like I said. <laughs> anyway, this movie is streaming on Crave, for those of you in Canada, and I will be sure to look up where that is in the United States as Michael chooses his next pick. Oh, and by the way, before you go on, Il Postino is not streaming anywhere at the current moment.
1: Oh, that's too bad. Well, yeah, at the end, uh, I can give you a few other Italian titles. Uh, Cinema Paradiso is uh, a beautiful... Uh, Italian film that's mm. I mean that's very if you don't cry when you watch that movie then I mean it, mm. the, the tears will come that that one should be available I think uh, I, I really recommend that one uh, I, I have other titles but they're I'm trying to think of more uplifting mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot of classic Italian films that are kind of you know sad and melancholy right. but, uh, but if
0: you're into Italian cinema or even international cinema as a whole Right now, the Criterion Channel, which is available in North America, has a lot of classic films from not just international bases, but all countries. So I i think they have a lot of Fellini on there, which uh, doesn't really fit our current theme that we're discussing, but obviously very beautiful movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, La Ventura is one of my favorites.
1: Oh, yeah. yes. Um, uh, La Ventura from uh, Michelangelo Antonioni, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah
0: one of my favorite that's on the Criterion yeah. Channel right now. Amacord, yeah. also on yeah, that's the Fellini, yeah. Yeah, also on the Criterion Channel. So if if you're craving that, you know, bang for your buck. I think the Criterion Channel is one of the best cuz I think it's like 100 bucks Canadian for a year and you know, you get access to titles that you can't find anywhere else. Yeah. Even even if you were trying to steal them illegally, like you can't get that quality because they do some beautiful remasters as well on their criterion editions.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah but, uh, criterion
1: is a great a great uh great place to find these uh l- these older titles but these essential titles.
0: Right, right. Yeah. But anyway, sorry to interrupt Michael, uh continue with your next pick here.
1: Well, my next pick is uh, going to be uh, a series of films uh, and I'm sure Nate you touch on these as well. Uh, you want a good, you know, we talk about Princess Bride and it's, it's uh, appropriate for the whole family. You know what's really appropriate for the whole family? And I mean literally for kids, for adults, for, for you know, uh, middle-aged people, everyone. And that's the adventures of one Paddington bear from the jungles of Peru. Mm-hmm. So the series of Paddington films, Paddington 1 and Paddington 2. Uh, Paddington 2, you want to know how good it is? It has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Is no it... one has given that film a negative review. Uh, Paddington is uh, the character is just he's a lovable, um, mischievous bear who just brings out the best in everyone. And these movies are really, really sweet and charming, and they're they're just really warm hearted movies.
0: Mm. I think it's one of those movies that you know you can't hate the movie, like because i think we live in a world where everybody tries to nitpick everything right especially in this age of nitpick criticism but it's one of those movies that is almost not like it's obviously not the best in terms of like composition or and technical aspects or whatever yeah. but like it's the overall message and the overall feel of that movie you can't really it, Yeah i it,
1: mean it's so good ho- it's so like Paddington bear himself the movie right. is so it's just so filled with genuine goodness, you know.
0: Right, and yeah, then, and it's yeah, yeah. You want to see Hugh Grant become not the rom-com leading man that you know him as, yeah, and That's right. more as a villain, you and, know, and, which is an interesting turn. Yeah, uh, and in out. the first
1: film, in the first film, there's Nicole Kidman as the villain, and uh, you know that it's fun too. They're 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 nice movies.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly, and. Uh, In fact,
1: uh, I wrote a review of Paddington Two, mm. and you know we don't have we don't we have a a, a few of them, but we don't have that many five star reviews on the site. Uh, Paddington Two was a five star review, so
0: it's one of those things where we tend to disagree on where the ratings are at, you know, between you and I and the rest of the the rest of the team, right? You know, some guy might give a movie five stars, and somebody else might disagree, and vice versa. But for this movie. Paddington 2, especially. It's a movie that I think all of us have four stars and above, right? Which yeah. si- signifies a great movie pretty much universally.
1: Well, because really, if you think about it, like, what is there not to like about it?
0: Exactly. And that's what I was trying to say. It's, it, it's <laughs> yeah. in, impervious. To, yeah. uh,
1: and that's a rare that's rare for a film to unite people like that so and that's what we need we need to be united during this time yeah. during this uh pandemic so let's you know let's watch a nice movie that everybody can enjoy and yeah. paddington and paddington 2 or two of those movies
0: right another one that you can watch with children as well
1: absolutely yeah for everybody
0: right because everybody doesn't have school anymore either so you know your kids have yeah, a lot of free schools time have been closed yeah that's right yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, just to run down the list again, those are some, a couple of the movies that we picked here, you know? Not the greatest movies on planet Earth, but, like, if you're gonna go look for those, you can find those anywhere else, right? Like, there are a million lists that telling you what's the best movie out there, Yeah. you know? But, you know, we're trying to give you some positivity, like we mentioned, something uplifting for you to get through these dark times, so... Check out Paddington, yeah, and we will get through them. Yeah, exactly, yeah so go ahead. exactly. Check out, yeah. Check out Paddington, Paddington Two, uh, Monty Python, any of the Monty Pythons, uh, Happy Gilmore for sure, or really any studio comedy. You know, especially yeah. the, especially the classic ones, right? Like some other ones I was bouncing around was like Singing in the Rain. You know, fantastic movie. That's right.
1: Yeah, musicals are great too. Musicals are great. That's right. We didn't even mention that.
0: Uh, anything that gets you up and going, even if you want to prepare for Mulan, even though we don't know when it's coming out, that's a great watch too. And you wrote a great, one of
1: my favorite Renaissance, Disney Renaissance films. Right.
0: And you wrote a great piece on that too, on the site as well. If you want to check that one out. Uh, but yeah, those are just a couple of things that I would recommend, or we would recommend you watch during this period. And, uh, if you have anything else, uh, Give us uh, uh, give us a shout. Where can they find you, Michael?
1: Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Maestro Michael Two, and uh, of course, you know follow follow us on the site and see b uh, before the cyborgs on Twitter and new new material, obviously, uh, I'm gonna try and get as many uh, new material as possible with the limited amount of theatrical releases.
0: All right. We're gonna do our best to maneuver, maybe come up with some interesting pieces here and there. Two just to tide us over here, but you know it, it's uh, tough out there—not just in the cinematic world, but everywhere else, right? So you know, I hope everybody stays safe. You know, wash your hands.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's important. Yeah, and we yeah. will get through this. I think uh, we need to collectively take a a step back, and you know, it's it will be okay. But we have to be precautious and be vigilant.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Try to be cognizant of other people as well. You know, don't be. Foolishly ignorant out there and run out there even though you are young and healthy and have that's strong right, even uses. if it's,
1: it's, uh, it's for other people's sake,
0: right? Exactly, yeah.
1: especially our elderly people, you know, and they're, they're susceptible, so we need to take care of our elders,
0: right? Take these t- take this time off to pursue something creative, maybe you yeah. know, in the comfort of your own home, try something yeah. new and yeah. support your local creators. Man, I can't stress this enough. Uh, you know everybody's out there trying to make a buck here especially your freelance writers your freelance artists and all that if you can go support them as well but we will get through this as michael mentioned this difficult time and with that being said anything else michael
1: well yeah uh, no i think we said it all i think let's keep calm everybody and uh you know, I I was looking at. Uh, I mentioned uh, the always look on the bright side of life, and now yeah. I'm trying to think of songs in my head that uh, that are also applicable. Um, you know, another movie that's uh, uplifting. Uh, it's Annie. Have you ever seen Annie, Nate?
0: No, I I've seen it through Paroxy. You know, like, I've right. I'm the... not
1: I'm not talking about like the uh, the new version with Jamie no, Foxx no, a few no, years ago. No, no, obviously Like the classic from the '80s. No, no. Uh, you know, or Little Orphan Annie. And one of the famous songs that Annie sings is uh, the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet yeah. your bottom dollar there is tomorrow. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, there's tomorrow. We have to be optimistic because tomorrow the sun will come out. And uh, we'll get through this. And in the meantime, we have lots of movies to comfort us, I think. So, yeah.
0: And if we don't... Be on the lookout for Sonic the Hedgehog number one on our top. Can
1: you imagine if uh, Sonic becomes the highest grossing film of the year by default?
0: Oh man, that's the whole Sonic plan all along. You know that's why they delayed the movie because they knew that this was gonna happen. See here, it, it's the master plan. It's the it, it's like Sonic moves so fast that he was ten steps ahead. He knew that this was gonna happen. That's why he got. That's why he pushed the movie to February. And that's why we are here now. And yeah. and it that's coming out on digital, so you guys can watch that. And maybe Sonic will save the world.
1: Absolutely. We'll hope in Sonic. He's our last hope. Sonic right. is our last savior.
0: Exactly. And with that, uh, take it easy, everybody. Okay, good night. All right, bye-bye.